Today we are here with Sarah Norell, who is the UC Health North Region Anesthesia Supervisor. Yes, correct. <laughs> Brand new yes, title. as of recently, last week. Yes, so we are just going to be talking about leadership in a healthcare role, what that means to her, and how she is able to still care for herself and all of the above. So let's get started. Would you mind just introducing yourself? Yeah, so my name's Sarah. I work for UC Health in the anesthesia department in Northern Colorado. I just recently accepted a job as the anesthesia supervisor. And essentially what that means is that I supervise all the anesthesia techs, I manage all the anesthesia supplies, stuff like that. So it's a big job, but I'm loving it so far. So. Yes, I love that. So I kind of want to talk about how not only are you the anesthesia supervisor for this big, big multiple groups of people, but you also came into a role first that wasn't even there to begin with. So can you kind of talk me through like that transition and what that was like for you? When I started in the anesthesia department at Medical Center of the Rockies as an anesthesia tech, I really, I kind of fell in love and felt like with the job and felt like that was my home. And I enjoyed learning every day. I felt like I was learning new things and I enjoyed working with all the anesthesia providers. They're amazing people and they taught me so much. And the beginning of COVID is when I started. So it was kind of a weird time to begin with. And on top of that, I was learning a lot of new things. Um, but our manager at the time, the OR manager at the time, had to take a leave of absence. And while she was gone, I kind of stepped into this unofficial um, leadership role, sort of. And I was just taking on some extra responsibilities, like managing our schedule and keeping an eye on our supplies and, and doing these things that were a little bit outside of the role. When she came back, um, I had a conversation with her and I said, hey, you know, I have really enjoyed doing these things and I want to continue to take on more responsibilities. What options do we have? And she basically said, well, you know, anesthesia tech is an anesthesia tech and there's really not anywhere to go. There's not really a ladder for anesthesia techs. And I said, why not? <laughs> and she said, well, let me, you know, talk to some senior leadership and we'll see if we can figure some stuff out. And and so she did, and they kind of came up with this lead tech role. Through those discussions, they kind of determined that they needed somebody regionally. So they needed somebody at Medical Center of the Rockies yeah. and at Poudre Valley Hospital and at Greeley Hospital. And they really took a chance and like a leap of faith on yeah. me. And um, I so I really credit them being supportive and flexible and patient with me because I don't I wouldn't be where I am now without the support of that team yeah has that changed anything about like how you view yourself or like having more confidence just in general especially being a woman leader in you know yeah. a field that yeah 
is difficult. It is. No, and and I, I think it has changed. It's changed me a lot, I think, as a person in general. One, because, you know, I kind of came into healthcare in a really roundabout way. I've had lots of different jobs. I worked teaching sailing lessons at one point in my life. I oh, wow. was a nanny at one point in my life. Yep. So I, and But one thing that I always knew I wanted to do was help people. And so, you know, when I started at UC Health, I started in the central supply department just because I was like, well, if I want to help people, this is where I need to be. I kind of came into, especially in the OR, not really knowing anything about stuff. And so, you know, it was definitely a, co a confidence booster, but also I think it taught me a lot about perseverance and mm. also knowing when to ask for help. Yes. Um, because <laughs> I'm not the type of person, I'm a Taurus. And so I'm like, I can do this, I'm fine. Yes. Like, I don't need help. <laughs> I, I'm very strong-willed and um but there have been so many times where I'm like wow I need help with this and and I think also being a woman it's hard to ask for help in in this you know situation because I don't want people to think that I'm weak or that I don't know what I'm talking about yeah. or you know whatever I will say by and large every single time that I've asked for help everyone's like yeah of course you need help and we're here mm. to help you and so I think it's taught me a lot about it's humbling, but it's also taught me a lot about just my own kind of boundaries, maybe, and yeah. with myself. Like you, sometimes you can't do it all. Sometimes you right. need to ask for help. And that honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. So, how do you deal with burnout? Going to all of these different places, mm. so many hours of the day. <laughs> so, like, give me your self care routine yeah. or just like even at work we can talk about that later on but yeah. for right now I want to focus on like how you manage yeah I have to work at it a lot because you know I am only one person and I, I manage three different facilities and three different teams and it's a lot and one thing that I don't want is my team to ever feel burned out and yeah. so what I tend to do is just take the extra work on myself and I'm like you guys go home early I'll finish the day out you know what I mean yes I mean I think that my husband Alex has been really good and that he is the type of, he works really hard too he's like me he's kind of a perfectionist and overachiever and has a lot of ambition and but you know we just bought a new house and so on the weekends we've been trying to focus on doing little projects at the house and we just got a new puppy, so that's like a huge time yes. suck, which is a good time suck because it, you know, it makes me focus on something other than work. But I really think that I, I have to work at it and I just have to remind myself, you know, if I'm sitting down and watching a movie with my husband and I have like this impulse to check my work email <laughs> on a Saturday night, you know, like something important is going to happen on a Saturday night that I have to deal with right away, which is never the case. But I just really have to stay present and I have to be honest with myself and say, you don't need to do this right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, we try to spend a lot of time when in the, in the summer and, and springtime in the fall, we try to spend outside. I don't like being outside in the winter, so I have to. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> I hate the cold, but we spend a lot of time outside and we love gardening. And so I think that's something yeah. too that I like to put my energy into that pulls me away Absolutely. From, from focusing on work so much. But I mean, I love my job. So 
at least when I am focusing on work, it's not something that I'm dreading. I do yeah. really love it, but yeah. it is important. Work-life balance is important, and it's one of the things that sometimes I fall short and I, I don't do a good job, but I think recognizing it is is important and sure. I just try to stay present. I love your comment about love being outside and not being in the cold because I feel like you're in the OR and the freezing cold all the time anyway. So I don't blame you. <laughs> it is frigid, especially if it's Spooner Valley Hospital. I don't know how people survive. When you come home for the day, what's like your three favorite things to be able to, you know, wind down and relax and kind of get your mindset out of the craziness, busyness of work and be able to separate the two? Yeah. The first thing I usually do when I get home is take a shower. <laughs> like, I gotta sit in the shower and wash the day off and like zen out a little bit and like meditate. I think also too, my husband and I recently have been, he's a super good cook. I'm not good and I don't enjoy it at all. It's like one of my least favorite things to do, which is so funny. Because every other woman in my, in my family is like a, an amazing cook. Not me, I'm terrible. He's really good, luckily. And so um, I usually will, will, I'll help him, you know, make dinner. We'll, I'll chop vegetables and we'll have, we'll talk about our day and things like that. And so taking a shower, cooking dinner with Alex, and then definitely recently playing with my dog because yes. she has like the most ridiculous puppy energy and right. yeah, and she's just like so much fun. And so that's been, that's been good. In yeah. the summertime, would definitely be gardening for sure. I love it. That's actually how Alex and I met was, oh. uh, yeah, I used to work at, at the greenhouse. So he's oh, a, yes. a head grower at Goalie Greenhouse in Fort Collins. And I was an assistant grower there. And that's how we met before I started working for UC Health. I worked there. Since you do manage so many people that mm -hmm. are, you know, equally burnt out. Yeah. And what is your advice to them? Mm -hmm. I definitely want them to be honest with me about it. I think it's hard for, especially healthcare workers, to come to their supervisor and say, hey, I'm exhausted, because they know that literally everybody else is exhausted too. We're all in the same boat. The most important thing is for them to be honest, and I, I want to create a safe, open space mm -hmm. for them to say, hey, I, you know, I need some time off. Yeah. And I also want to respect the fact that people have different levels of being burned out. You know, there's like, hey, I've had a really hard day and I need, you know, to go home an hour early and rest. Or, yeah. hey, I this whole month has been awful and, you know, what can we do? And so short term, it's like, hey, let's look at staffing. Let's look what we can do to get some people some, some time off so they can relax with their families or take a vacation or whatever because the work that we do is really important, but the people that are doing the work are the most important thing to me. So mm. I want to make sure that the team is taken care of. And so if that means that I need to fill in a shift or I need to ask somebody else to fill in a shift for them so they can have a day off, that's what it means. And we'll figure oh. it out as a team. And that just shows your character, honestly. That's another thing too that I really try very hard to nurture is like cultivating that environment of Absolutely. teamwork mm -hmm. and mutual respect and understanding. Yes. Um, 
because nobody it, you're gonna get burned out so much faster if you have to come to work and mm-hmm. it's a toxic environment or people are being negative or you know you don't feel heard or respected that's not okay and nobody should feel like that coming to work so I think that being a woman in healthcare another thing that I have learned is that sometimes you have to speak up and say directly what you need and what your team needs and really that's kind of how this supervisor role sort of came into fruition as well is because I realized that the team deserved more Mm -hmm. um, and that the people, the, you know, the OR managers, they're amazing people and they have so much on their plate and anesthesia is kind of outside of their wheelhouse. And so I felt like the anesthesia techs deserved to have a leader that understood where they were coming from and that understood kind of the ins and outs of and the intricacies of, of what their job entails. I went to, you know, my director and I said, hey, what about this idea? And she was like, oh, I never even, you know, thought about doing this. And so I think it's important to not be afraid to speak up for what you need or for what the people around you need and to be an advocate. And as a woman, that's hard. And I think that as a a woman in healthcare, that's hard because, and I don't know that it's the way that I was raised or if it's a societal thing or what, but I've kind of always been afraid to stand Mm. up and be like, hey, I really need this. When I go to work and I go to, you know, my director or managers or whoever, and I'm like, hey, this is a problem. I would feel so much worse if they were like, okay, whatever, you know? Right. But they're not. They're like, oh, okay, well, let's talk about it. Yes. You know, I think, you know, that constant negativity sometimes that, that happens or like the the compassion fatigue mm-hmm. and all of those things that we deal with at work, like we just have to be able to disconnect those things when we come home and, and focus on, you know, what really matters. Beautiful. I think I'm going to end with that little little bit right there. Okay. And we are ending this podcast with our sweatshirts and jammy pants on. We are self-caring. Going to go make some tea. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of our Friday evening.